Today's episode of Ag State of Mind is brought to you by Grasshopper Mowers. With Grasshopper Mowers, nothing gets in the way of mow day. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. It doesn't matter whether you're on the backfield or the front yard. On Mo Day, perfection is a game of inches. It's a battle of fence line and fierce terrain. Out there, on that grasshopper mower, you don't let anything stop your stripes. Nothing stands in the way of a job well done. For more on Mow Day and Grasshopper Mowers, visit grasshoppermower.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ag State of Mom podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows. Today is a super special episode of the podcast. I talked to Brooke Taylor from Rural Gone Urban. Brooke is one of the most... I can't even tell you what she is because she is so awesome and so inspiring and just has such an amazing story. And I'm not going to talk too much about it in the intro because I want to leave all of it for the podcast. Uh, She is just an incredible person. She has an incredible story. I am so thankful that I have had a chance to connect with her and be uh, just, just kind of along the ride on her story. So, all right, guys, be ready for this podcast because it is super powerful. So, all right, thanks a bunch. Brooke, welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. I appreciate you being here tonight. Thank you. I'm excited to be part of this. This is this is going to be fun. It's after it my kid's be... bedtime, so... I mean, it's only 7.30 for us, but toddler mom life, it might as well be midnight. So. I I remember those days. Like I remember thinking, so crazy it was how early our, we had our kids go to bed. And man, now that we're out of those toddler years, I really miss bedtime. <laughs> like, was that seven please o'clock? Please go, <laughs> please go to sleep. Please it go keeps, to sleep. Like it keeps easing back, like yes. gradually all the time. And now we just don't get any. Like I, we basically have to leave the house to get any sort of private life now. So <laughs> yes. Yes. So I don't really know where to start here tonight. You know, when we booked this podcast conversation, Mm -hmm. your life was was much different. It was much different. It was much different. And you had something happen that significantly altered things. Um, So it did. So had we had this interview three weeks ago, I would have said, I am thriving as a business owner. I'm a consultant for national and international ag and food brands. And I'm, you know, diving into life post-cancer. And now I'm back in the cancer game, Mm -hmm. which is plot twist. Right. 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 I mean, so... Obviously, you've had to pivot and 
you know, and I, I don't know where you want to start this story because I think we start at, with, any, at any part yeah. of it is incredible. Let me tell you what I've been up to in the past two weeks. Gotcha. In the past two weeks, my oncologist, after a regularly scheduled three-month check-in, had to tell me that my cancers that shouldn't have come back because I met all of the checkboxes of successful chemo buffet and all of the things that go with it. It shouldn't have come back, but it did. And it's in a lot of places. And I went straight into action and I launched a foundation in the past two weeks and I have wrapped my head around what it looks like to support my family planning to be here for many years, but also knowing that I might not be here for many years and also still wanting to pour into my clients because I love them and they're amazing. And just living in the chaos that is just living. Mm -hmm. It is, it's just mad chaos is what it is. There's, I'm in the tornado that's colliding with a hurricane of refusing to be the cancer girl and kicking and screaming and telling everyone that is not my identity. I'm actually a really great strategic communicator and I've built a career on pouring into small businesses and ag families. And I just launched a new business with a, with a friend in January called Brand Camp. And so I'm now a two-time business owner and I'm taking hard drugs again that are hopefully going to be my, be my saving grace, Lord willing. So where do, where do you want to jump in? Which of those is most enticing to you? I mean, like take your pick. And, you know, <laughs> and I think a yeah. lot of people are probably familiar with your story, but the ones that sure. aren't, I mean. Yeah, yeah. let's backtrack it. it. Let's, let's go, go back to 2019. Let's there do the you cliff go. notes. Let's do that. Let's, yeah. let's, let's go back a little bit. So 2019, I am a few years into launching my own consulting business after working for large advertising agencies across the country, working on really incredible international ag brands. And I'm newly married. And on the day that I give birth to my child, I learned that I have breast cancer stage two. And so it was my absolute best day, the day that I've prayed for my whole life, that maybe I could be a mom, but I also had to fight cancer. And so I did the entire buffet. And what was I would say fun about that season is I spent in a career writing for other brands and strategizing for other brands. And I just started telling my own story, which I think that's an overused phrase in ag specifically, (laughs) tell your own story. But I just did. And I was real and I was honest because there were so many nights that I wish I could find anyone that was telling their own story in a way that made it less scary for me. So I just did because why not? And A lot of people got to meet my sense of humor, which was really fun for me because I just, that's just who I am. I deal with things with humor. Um, I did the entire cancer buffet, meaning I had a bald season. I had chemo, radiation. I had a couple extra surgeries because, you know, staph infection. I learned what it was like 
to have a newborn because without crying. the staph infection, it wouldn't. Yeah. It would have been too easy, right? Like, yeah, I will never remember. I'll never forget a nurse saying, "Hey, make sure you only hold your baby with your left arm because you don't want to get your staph infection on your newborn." And I was like, "Yeah, cool." So, okay, so to to recount, I should take a shower to make sure I get the chemo sweat off of me, and before I pick the baby up, but only pick the baby up with my left arm. Yes, absolutely. All cool. while you're while you're uh, sleep deprived. Yes, yeah, sleep deprived. And also because I'm insane, I was taking conference calls in the chemo chair. And so my lovely nurse, Andrea, would be like, Brooke, the Benny is about to hit. You're going to have to hang up that phone. And I'd be like, oh, thank you, um, corporate communicating t- communication team. I'm going to have to let you go. Um, oh, that beeping sound? Oh, it's no big deal. It's just like chemo drugs. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. They were all on board with it. They thought it was great. And then I, you know, I had an amputation. I had radiation when it, when the pandemic started. I gave up my reproductive organs, you know, just in case, like a little white flag to the cancer volcano. And then my hair started growing back and I dove back into work and I juggled having a one-year-old and I just started living normally. And here's a big thing I, I want to tell everyone. I did not start living when I got cancer in 2019 because I've already I was already doing it. I was just who mm-hmm. I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I've traveled to Europe. I've backpacked across Europe. I've gone to, I've launched a business. Um, that's an even prequel to all of this. I left Nashville with nothing. Quit a job because I knew I couldn't fly back and forth to Boston every other week while living in Oklahoma because not great flights out of Oklahoma City or Tulsa. And I launched a business while living in the bunkhouse in my dad's horse barn, as as an ag kid does, Mm -hmm. you know, just like, Mm -hmm. so I've done the cool, hard things. So I just went back to it. And, and then it came back. Yeah. And I'm really close to uh, my surgeon, probably because I waddled into his office 38 weeks pregnant. And he was like, oh, no, (laughs) we're like in it's when it like he's my guy. And he was actually on vacation when all of this came back to fruition. And when he called me and I could hear that he was tearing up, I was like, oh, no, we need Jesus because that's our only way out of this. So does that like him being so emotionally? Oh, it's because I'm his favorite. That is that is probably (laughs) why. Of course. But does it make it? Does it make it harder or easier? Well, he's kind of, do you mean for him? No, for you. Oh, for me? It makes it easier. Um, I have a VIP VIP Marvel team of doctors. Um, I mean, I I have the ability. I know not everyone has this. Um, I just text them. Mm -hmm. Like my oncologist, so my surgeon, I don't need him anymore. It's back, so... He's kind of fired now. Not really, but like he's still on my team, but I don't need surgeries. <laughs> so my oncologist, he was like, you just go live your life. And if you're not going to be back from a trip for an appointment, just like text me and I'll just move it to the next day. And I was like, you get me completely. <laughs> so it does make it better because I know that they would they would move mountains to make sure I could stay here. And they are. So. Yeah, I mean. You know, I've obviously never been in your situation. I've never, I hope to, I, I, you know, as 
I hope you're never in it. I, I'm exactly. not on wood yeah. for you right now. Yeah. I, mean, I don't want sure. anyone I mean, to be here. To be, to be, you know, to be real but sensitive about it at the same time. Um, but with that being said, I would have to agree with you to know that somebody like that, that like your surgeon is, is so emotionally involved. I think it has to be comforting because it makes you that much more sure that they're going to do all that they can. I have not a single doubt that they will not do everything. And let me tell you how much I, you know, just like a small glimpse into that. So my oncologist called me on a Friday night, March 11th, which is bad timing. Happened to be the anniversary of when my dad died from cancer. Like, gosh, twist the knife. Yeah. And he, he was, you know, he was going on vacation. He, he's married to a doctor and they were probably going on their one trip a year. It's kind of like farming. You can't ever leave, you know? Right. And uh, then I went through all of the tests because it, you know, they weren't really sure what was going on. And he came back early from his trip. He was texting wow. me from the airport and I was like, I'm missing my flight. Can you meet me at this time? He came in scruffy, which I'd never seen him scruffy ever. And I was like, you're still in vacation mode. I was like, your wife might be mad at you, but like, I'm really grateful for you right now. So I've got the A team. Not a good situation, but a good time to have it. And here's what's really interesting for me. Because I've put my story out there, I am on the receiving end of a lot of unsolicited advice. <laughs> and it is really like more than, you know, the average duck. And so it is really wild to me how many people are just so anti-Western medicine or pharma or mm. science. Believe and me. I, I mean... Gosh, so I like it is. I know it's brutal. It's incredible. Yeah, it is brutal. And man, I it's almost it's so interesting to me because like, do you think I haven't read everything on the internet? Because I have. If it's out there, I've I've read it. I've read every Mm -hmm. case study. I've been on probably every Reddit forum. Like I've read it. Also, I have a, I have two science back degrees, so I'm an educated mm-hmm. human reading these sure, case studies. Sure. And but it is wild the amount of people who are coming at me with you should do this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, thank you so much, so much. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to you be know, and kind not- and grateful, and also just be like, please leave me yeah. alone. Yeah. You know, and it is, I mean, it it has to be a hard situation to be in because, you know, I genuinely think when people do that sort of thing, that they definitely mean well, absolutely. Yeah. They mean well. Yeah. They, they a hundred percent mean well. Um, but you know, there's sometimes like, you know, it would just be better left unsaid, you know? Um, Yeah. Like we, we feel like we have to fix everything for everybody. Listen, I have to look at my two and a half year old and her big gray eyes and I have to know that I'm trying my hardest mm-hmm. and like I am, I don't need someone else to tell me to try harder or to be more positive. God, I need people to cut that out. I am the most <laughs> positive person. Positivity does not cure cancer. Get out of here. Get off mm-hmm. my lawn. Mm-hmm. Because if it, if it did, it never would have came. It never would have came. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So, sure. 
Anyway, so that is what's going on for me right now. I am trying to figure it out. It's weird. It's because I, here's the deal. I feel fine. You act fine and you look amazing. Thank you. I feel fine. I've seen the PET scans. I know where I shouldn't feel fine, Um, but I feel fine. And so for me, when I'm um, taking whatever it is that I'm taking that I will not say on the internet because I don't need Mm -hmm. anyone having advice about that. Um, That's what makes me not feel great. That's just weird, you know? So anyway, I feel fine. Um, I mean, you were right in the middle of it. You were right in the middle of life. And so the whole reason why I reached out was, Pretty yeah. much the, Tell me. the reason why I do anything is because my wife told me to. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. So you you and Carrie were together at at, at conference. Ulti- yeah, at yes. cultivating courage. And I mean, we are very atypical in our relationship. And Carrie is the less emotional one in our relationship. I'm the ball bag. I'm I'm the hothead. Um, yeah. I'm the one that's gonna that. laugh, cry do all the things, feel all the emotions. She's not that way. And she told me whenever you talked at Cultivating Courage that she pretty much cried the entire time. So obviously that's kind of my, <laughs> that's the things I'm drawn to are, are, are yeah. people with that sort of captive, you know, uh, captivating personality and captivating story and I'd already known it a little bit because I had heard you a few years ago when you were on Rob Sharkey's show and the shark Um, yeah so I mean I I was familiar an interesting story about that day that your wife heard me speak so that morning I woke up and I prayed and I was like I have no idea what I'm supposed to talk about today I got a general idea but I didn't know and I just prayed like just tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just had this sense that God was telling me I needed to just do more. And I was like, I don't know. That's a big ask. And that day I talked about things I'd never talked about before. And hindsight, God was preparing me because he knew it was about to happen a couple weeks later. He knew that he was going to, I'm going to be a catalyst to tell whatever I need to tell because I already told you I spent a career telling other people's stories. I've worked for very large brands, very small brands, all in ag, explaining and strategizing and helping communicate stories. And now like pseudo retired, I guess, telling my own story. And really it's not my story at all. It's here's where I am. This is brutal honesty. I'm going to lay it out there. There's so many people praying for me and praying for absolute healing. And I feel those prayers. And here's where I'm struggling. How can I pray to God to heal me when there are other mamas who deserve it just as much? And maybe the story doesn't end in me being completely healed. And I have to be okay with that because I have faith in the greater purpose. This is a weird, I feel like I'm in the, um, if you, obviously you've seen Twister, this scene where they're in the middle of the tornado and chaos is around them. I'm just sitting here in the middle of the tornado saying, I trust you, but it is real scary out there. It's real scary. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's life's terrifying enough for 
if you don't have what's going on with you going on and yes you know i mean i'm i'm a dad i have kids i'm terrified for them she's two she won't remember me she just won't she won't know that we are best friends and we spend the most time together she'll have so much data and so much content but I can't give a 15-year-old advice if she's still two. Mm, mm-hmm. So that's my middle of the tornado. So sorry, I didn't see that coming. But it's true. Goodness. I mean, obviously, you have impeccable faith. Yes. And you know, this is something that has been on my mind so much lately is how do I incorporate faith? Because I have a very strong faith. Here we go. I have a very strong faith here as well. And we live in this such strange world where you're almost, it's a turnoff for you to speak so openly and so non-ashamedly of your faith. That it's like, it's, you know, I've questioned myself, is, is that something I want to include? But you're just hearing you talk and others, what else is there? I mean, what, why would I ever not put that out there? Because it means, I mean, you know, and maybe, maybe it's the, the, the sacredness of it. I don't know, but why would I not put that out there when you obviously you, I mean, when, when I, when I see you and your story, I feel like, well, if there's anyone who should act like they're, should act like they're a victim and be bitter, it should be you, but you're not. And the thing that I find that is most common among people who have stories of hardship and tragedy is that they have unbreakable faith in, in a higher power. You know, for, for us, it's, it's our heavenly father and Jesus for other people. It's other things. Um, And I don't know exactly where I'm going with that, but I mean, when you have that, that faith, being a being a victim no longer becomes an option i feel like i'm sure this was a meme that i'm about to quote which is going to just like <laughs> nick on my credibility a little bit but i read something somewhere that said oh, people like to tell you god only gives the biggest hurdles to his biggest soldiers and it's like no i don't think that's it i think he's giving us more than we can handle so we know to lean on him Yep. Yep. Because like, I'm not choosing, I'm not choosing stage four cancer. That's not what I'm signing. I'm signing up for. Um, Yeah, it is. It it isn't easy. I think there are moments where I could, let's be honest. There are moments where I think you gave me this baby and now you don't want me to raise her. Mm -hmm. I prayed for this baby my whole life. Mm-hmm. Through bad relation, a really bad relationship, 
Mm-hmm. I left Nashville and I gave it all up. The cute house mm-hmm. with the picket fence and all of the things to live in a, an apartment in a horse barn so that I can meet the right guy at the right time and to make this perfect baby. Now you're going to tell me I have cancer in my and my pelvis and my lungs and my spine and my neck. There's got to be something bigger at play here than that. So, yeah, there has to be. So I, I'm going to transition us into this foundation that I launched in the past two weeks. Okay. So I started thinking about if I'm not here, how will this baby know me? Mm -hmm. And I have this little brand called Real Gone Urban. Started as a Mm -hmm. blog with my then roommate when I lived in Oklahoma City when blogs were like cool and hip, you know, before ads. (laughs) And um, it just sat around for a while. And then I launched a business and I didn't have a name. And I was like, Real Gone Urban, we're just going to reuse that. I already have the website. Anyways, so the Real Gone Urban Foundation has been filed. We're opening the bank account tomorrow. Like it's literally in progress right now. The accountant is filing the paperwork for the 501c3 tax exempt status. The copy for the website will be done on Friday. Let me tell you about this foundation. There are three main pillars. The first one is for B and C students to have scholarships to go to college because that was me. My high school counselor told me I shouldn't go to college. Maybe I should go to maybe trade school, which is fine. Sure, sure. But I ended up being the homecoming queen at Oklahoma State and the outstanding graduate and getting my master's degree, which set me on a path that I've frankly really enjoyed. The second is grants for small business owners because I really could have used one of those when I was living in an apartment in a horse barn reading irs.gov on Friday nights because launching a business is not super fun or easy or cheap, you know? Mm-mm. And then the third, it's, I need to come up with a different name for this because it doesn't sound appropriate, but I know everyone knows this phrase and that's love bombing women doing the hardest thing, bravest thing, and that's fighting cancer. And it's, it's filling in the gaps of, man, I'm going to cry your whole podcast. I'm sorry. I'm more of a jokester, but it's okay. I have so many photos and videos on my phone, but if I don't get them off this phone, this phone is going to become out of date and no one's going to know how to charge it. And my daughter's not going to see any of them if I'm not here. And photo books aren't free. And so just think about how much money that I need to spend printing every single photo I've ever taken and not just the ones with Elsie, my ones from college, my ones in my 20s, so she can know me, so she can say, oh, mom went to Europe when she was 22? That's neat. She's from a small town just like me. To quote Sweet Home Alabama, you can have roots and wings, you know? If I'm not here to tell her, maybe those photos can show her. And so also gas is like, what, $19 a gallon? I live an hour and a half half away from the treatment center. That's not free. And insurance doesn't afford those things. So this foundation is going to take care of those people and love those people without an asterisk. Just love them where they are and help them get wherever they dream of being. And then comes the even fun part about this. 
So I did a softball lob on Instagram, kind of as a joke. And I said, I don't want to just take Elsie to her first concert. I just want to throw her a concert. So the concert's going to going to fund the foundation. And so if people want to love through this story, I have a huge family. I have people. Yes, I'm terrified every day about not being here for my family, but what about the people who don't have the big families and they don't have the friends and maybe they don't have the doctors who say, yeah, you can text me. Let's love on those people. And also let's love on that 17 year old kid who is a first generation college student and her high school counselor said, you shouldn't go to college. Look, I didn't make straight A's in high school because I frankly didn't know I had ADHD yet. So (laughs) I just didn't know. And I deserve scholarships just as much as that A student. And that A student probably didn't have a job from when they were 15. And they probably weren't in the cattle barn at 6 a.m. watching the show at first, you know? So I'm so passionate about this foundation. And I know that foundation would not exist if this story wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, because it's bigger than you. It's, yeah, it's not about me at all. Um, I have this incredible board that I hand-selected. Of course, they all said yes. And who could, like, you can't look me in the face and tell me no right now. Like, I have, like, magic powers. And they, someone said, well, what do you want for this concert? And I was like, no. Mm, what do we want as a board? Mm. I was like, this is, and helps me selfishly like shift the light away a little bit. Sure. I was like, no, what do we want? Because how much money can we raise so we can help other people? So the concert doesn't have a date yet, but Mm -hmm. we have an amazing um, event coordinator who stepped up, who is now (laughs) fielding all the calls with the labels from Nashville because that was just too much for me. (laughs) So... I kind of delegated that off, but hopefully we'll have that date very soon. And it's and the tumbleweed in Stillwater, any ag kids who've been to Payne County, um, they've donated their whole facility. And it's an incredible like we went there a few years ago. It's like festival vibes. It can house like eight thousand people. Yeah, it's an amazing place. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, that is. I mean. I don't know when it is or what it'll take to get there. <laughs> Me neither. Promise you we'll, I can promise you we'll be there. It's going to um, be a really good time. For, for sure. I mean, because that's one of the, I mean, you know, that's one, of, that's one of the coolest places, one of the coolest places to see a show I've ever been. And um, as a mom, think about this. Say Elsie decides to go to Oklahoma State, but she doesn't have sure. to. She can go wherever she wants, but if she does... Sure. And she gets to campus. How embarrassing will that be for her if I'm not around? And she has to explain to everyone, oh, yeah, that was my concert. And they ask her about it. Like, she won't <laughs> be able to escape how much I love her. And I will get to embarrass her from heaven. And that is just money. <laughs> uh, you know. That's good. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, what now? Living life as 
Yeah. Best as All you right. Can. So someone asked me what was on what's on what's on your bucket list. I'm like, I don't really have one because I've just been. What an incredible my place list. to be, though. Really? Yeah. I mean, if we think yeah. about it, it's so cool. It's so yeah. cool. Um. So there's four states I haven't been to. So I guess those four states, then, um, this you know the business I mentioned earlier. It's called Brand Camp, the workshop, mm-hmm. and. The first one we hosted is just south of Nashville. So I flew home and I FaceTimed Elsie. This was pre-stage four or mm-hmm. knowing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I FaceTimed her to show her the airplanes. And she's obsessed with airplanes because mm-hmm. she's two. She does. Right. And I asked her, where do you want to take an airplane? And she goes, Mickey Mouse's clubhouse. And I was like, <laughs> bet, sis, that exists actually. So four states and Mickey Mouse. Um, I feel like that's doable. Sure. Um, not in like a super rush yet right. to just like do, we just need to chill out and keep life a little bit normal. You know, I'm going to the next brand camp um, sure. that's in May. My oncologist mm-hmm. cleared that and I said, awesome. bye, I'm going because mm-hmm. I love nothing more than to pouring into small businesses. Sure. And you know, I'm just going to do, do some living. And this is fun. My, I, t- I told my husband, I was like, in case this goes the way I don't want to go, you're going to, you're going to have a full retirement. So I'm going to retire now. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um, just in case, you know? And so I already had a t-shirt shop on my website uh-huh. and it was kind of just this thing that I was going to try out last year. It has really funny designs. I just added a new one that says big pharma and Jesus. Like, I don't like it to be like ornery. I added one a year ago that said, think a grocery shopper. And I did it just to be tongue in cheek, you know, like, uh-huh. sure. I hate think a farmer. I hate no, that. No. No. Oh, it's so cringe. It's chuggy. Anyway, so then people found it and it kind of just took a life of its own. I was like, ah, oh, welcome to the party, guys. You're getting my humor. So anyway, I guess I'm a, I'm kind of retired i'm still probably going to speak if someone asks me to come i will of course i love sure. that sounds like a good time sure but that's it i think i'm just gonna live my dad said okay i how do i have wyoming and idaho as my only continental states left like how so my dad is like we're going on a road trip and i was like yeah I want nothing more than to go on a road trip with my denim on denim cowboy hat wearing ranch dad. Absolutely. Keep you to myself and you're not going to have to go like do anything with cattle. Like, absolutely. That sounds like a Christmas present. So that's it. Wyoming's incredible. You have to go to, uh, you have to go to Pinedale. Pinedale? Pinedale. Okay. I don't know what that is, but I'm interested. It's about two hours south of Jackson Hole. Okay this little i mean i don't even know how to how to describe it but there's a there's fremont lake there we oh went there just i'm carrie, interested just carrie and i went on a we went actually on a two-week vacation out west in 2020 we were supposed to we were supposed to go to scotland but obviously we couldn't do that with sure. everything that was going on so we got in my little pos ford escape or not uh yeah ford escape and drove three thousand miles from our house in missouri all the way the furthest we went was livingston montana and but 
I think one of the, I mean, we could, I could talk for hours about this Oakland trip, but the, the I most, like, love hidden, adventures. The most hidden gem was, was Pinedale, Wyoming. And I, All right. You're speaking my whole, my whole vibe here. My husband and I went to Key West last year. Yeah. Kind of the, <laughs> we made it through the storm celebration. Sure. <laughs> it's funny now. Anyway. Because so many people told us Key West was the place. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. No, it wasn't. It was a tourist trap. Right. It was complete yeah. tourist. And not uh-huh. a single person told me that I was like, I should have been at Dollywood. Like, it was complete tourist. <laughs> I was like, I'm never coming back here. So when he would say, go to this place that no one's heard of in the middle of nowhere, like, book it. I'm going right now. I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Well, to go since Wyoming is one of your your last it mm-hmm. has to be it has to be Pinedale. It is okay. Pinedale. And there's this little I'll I'll let you know, there's this little like set of cabins on the on this Fremont Lake. Okay. It's just I, I it I can't even describe how cool it was. We went Carrie and funny enough, Carrie forever, she's wanted to paddleboard. And we've never done oh. it. She's never paddleboarded. And they had paddleboard rental there. Cool. I didn't do it. I tried, but I was too heavy yeah. for the paddleboard. <laughs> it <laughs> just went. So I, I got on it and it just went all the water. I said, I guess I'm not. And so I got a kayak and uh, yeah. she got the, and she got the paddleboard on this uh, lake that was at like 7,000 foot elevation. Uh, it was like 65 degrees out, but she got like torch sunburned. That sounds like just, such a good time. So what have, good you memories. Have, you have okay. to go there. You have to go Perfect. there. Perfect. You know, so because it's, I mean, Wyoming is just, it's amazing because it's so wild and it's so, there's just places. We went, we went on this hike in the national park. We were by ourselves the entire time. That like, is so cool. This sounds so cool. like a vacation of my husband's dreams. He's just like, he wants to be miles and miles and miles away from humans. Same. I do. I like people, but I also like to get away from them. That's what somebody said. Like we were at work on a Monday and they're like, you know, how's it going? I was like, well, I'm at work. I said, well, you like your job. And I said, yeah, I like my job. I also like my mom, but I don't want to see her (laughs) at seven o'clock on a Monday morning. That's so funny. (laughs) That is so true. That is so true. You know, and it's amazing that, I mean, and it, it goes back to my, what I talked about earlier. I mean, even you can find, and it's probably the way you are pushing on to be able to find humor and find joy still on the most unfortunate of circumstances. Yeah, that is, here's you know, the thing. I will tell you, going and like going to chemo, which that whole process, losing your hair, mm-hmm. the worst, if we're being right. honest, like sure. I'm going to need some scientists somewhere to focus on. If one in eight women are going to f- specifically fight breast cancer at some point in their life, can we at least make sure they don't look like a potato? You know? <laughs> yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. But also what I found is if I can make all of my medical team Everyone, like from the scheduler at the front desk, like every single person I inter- interacted with, if I can make them smile, mm. it's almost a strategy. Like I worked in account services at ad agencies my whole life. But if I can make them smile, 
they're going to be nicer to me and I'm going to have a better time, you know, because they deal in a really like they have, they deal in hard stuff every day. So why not make them laugh? Like, did my jokes get worse as time went on? Yes. (laughs) Are they getting worse now? Absolutely. Yes. Like, can I, oh my gosh, I put this on Twitter the other day and thankfully Twitter welcomed me with open arms. I said something by accident the other day and it was too far for even me. You might have to cut this out, but I was like, it's just one of those days with a toddler. It was just like a day, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. she's like me in a small person's body. And I did not realize how brutal I was until it was like talking back to me. Anyway, my husband was like, you need to rest. Like, I think you're, this was like right after I learned all this stuff. And he said, you need to rest. Like this new thing that you're taking, it's taking you down a little bit. And I on accident said, "Ah, I can sleep when I'm dead. And he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like, Oh, that was good though. That was a good one. That was a good one. And he was like, ah, this is going to get so bad, isn't it? I was like, yeah, they are. You should start tweeting them because they might go viral. You're welcome. (laughs) I didn't mean it though. It was a total accident. So. But, but it's humor though. Like. Yes, this is just, this is just it. And I don't know. This is. You almost have to have humor in this. Otherwise, it would just take you down. When people say someone is resilient or a fighter fighting cancer, what they actually mean is they're fighting all the Karens in their lives who are like, have you tried essential oils? (laughs) Um, That's the fight. That is the fight right there. So here's the thing. This concert, I'm going to go through everyone's things. And like, if you try to play... uh, survivor song or I'm going to love you through this. Like we don't need reminders of cancer because mm-hmm. I see it every day. Mm-hmm. I gave like you my or something. breasts away. I gave my, like all things away. I don't need a reminder. How about we just have a good time? You know, mm-hmm. sure. um, I just think those things are not helpful. I'm not a walking billboard for cancer, which is hard because they talk about it openly. Right. Yeah. But I mean, but that's not who people are, you know, yeah. like Instead, I'm not just going to start wearing like pink ribbon earrings or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, instead be a walking billboard for life. Yes, you know, absolutely. A, what the lo- kind of life that you, you should live regardless of yeah. whether or not you have a terminal illness. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think that's, so here's what's fun. Tomorrow I'm getting an award from, feels weird. I I don't feel old enough to get it, but I guess I am 35 from my, I know from my college department, like a young career. I don't even know the official thing. And I was like, can we talk about this instead of stage four cancer, everyone on the internet? Because this is kind of cool. They're admitting that I actually did an okay job after I graduated. (laughs) They're kind of proud of me. Like, I think it was hit or miss for a little while, but they're not ashamed of me. Look at that. Like, that's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's the... Yeah, I'm definitely going to post about it selfishly. Be like, look at this stuff I'm still doing. And that's what's hard too. It's like, I don't want to give my clients away. I have one client who 
gosh, wish I could have had a client like this early in my career because he just likes to push buttons and push back on the norm and just yeah. do things in a really authentic way. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to stop working with you and your brand. Like, I'm not going to start living like I'm planning my funeral. Like I did, you know, look into going ahead and buying a tiny piece of land, you know, like just in case, but we should all do that anyway. Sure. I just wanted to say and where the piece of land was, you know? Sure. sure. So anyway, it's just weird. It's just all of this is weird. There's no good way to do it. But yeah. if Wait. I can pe- make people laugh and cry and hit them in all their care bears, I think that's probably what Jesus wants me to be doing. So Yeah. Well, I mean, not to like harp on the cancer thing, but did you ever, have you ever seen Jimmy, Jimmy Jim Valvano's SB speech? I have, yeah. You know, I have. where he says you should, and once a day, you should laugh. Once a day, you should cry. And once a day, you should think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, that, that sounds super like corny and cliche. But no, like, it's if true you, though. If you, yeah, if you so strip true. it down, I mean, that's, we should all have day, you know, we should have all, all have those moments in a day. And um, I wish everyone could have this perspective that I have now. So I liken it to, it's hard to describe to someone what f- the feeling of being married is to someone who's never been married. <laughs> and it's hard to describe what being a parent is like to someone who doesn't have a child. I basically have just unlocked another level that I kind of didn't want to unlock, but I see the world completely differently and I won't be able to explain it to everyone. And that's okay. I don't want you to get here, but I want to share a little bit of it because what is so, so, so cool is that for whatever reason, I've lived, I've pushed through fear my whole life. So this isn't as scary as it might could be because I've already been doing scary things mm-hmm. and just like thinking through things interesting. So for example, if someone wants to go to Europe because they're that sounds fun, but they're like, that's scary. What if it isn't that scary? Like stop going out to eat a couple times and get a Google alert and get a flight. It's probably not as expensive as you think it is and getting a hotel room in the next town over probably cost the same in Europe, you know, like just go do the thing. Just try it. I wish I could just give the, just try it speech to everyone. Yeah. You what know, are you waiting what, for? Cancer? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's, I mean, here's the deal. And I, I heard this on a podcast today, actually. It's like, because we all talk about, well, the key to success is time management or whatever. And you know, this guy's like, yeah, that's not so much the truth. Because, you know, no matter what, two people sit in the same room, same time of day, and they those those sands pass through the hourglass at the same time for everybody. It, a minute is a minute. An hour is an hour, no matter what. But it's like, what what's important to you? Is it important to you to, well, like I said, Everybody can see the car that I drive every single day and know that a car is not important to me. Mm. But just design your life the way you want it. Yeah, I could have a nice car. I absolutely could have a nice car, you know, but I like other things better. I'd rather have other things. 
And, you know, time and money are so, like, I feel like linked in this. And, you know, you should, you should absolutely, you should make, make the most of it. You know, no, again, I mean, I don't mean to keep speaking in cliches, but I mean, no regrets. I have a very hard time even with the term regrets because I think it's a pointless endeavor to regret anything. You know, and I, I've tried to live my life that way. And, you know, I think it's been okay so far. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I think about, oh, yeah, we're going to go here. I think about sometimes how my life would have turned out had I not done the bravest thing I've ever done in my whole life. And that was pack up all of my things and leave a really, really bad relationship. Mm-hmm. with nothing because my attorney said I could take nothing. Well, I mean, like, nothing. I mean, I had something. Like, I was allowed to take, like, a th- I think, like, a couple thousand dollars from the bank account and whatever could fit in, like, a very small U-Haul, and I had, like, a two-hour period. So, like, in regards to, like, a whole life and having a career, like, I took nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and having three years and a child and this stuff, even if I only get it for, let's say, five or 10 years total, how much more rich am I? Because I made that really hard, brave decision. Yeah. And here's the deal. I, I remember so vividly praying to God. that was like, I will stay here. I'm going to lose my family and my friends and I'm never going to become a mom. And if you tell me I can go, like I, I will, will not waver. I will leave and I will go. <sighs> Thank goodness I did. Mm. Right. Thank goodness I did. I don't have any, yeah. I'm living, even with cancer, my life is wildly cool. Like wildly cool. Yeah. My husband, he's so annoying sometimes, but he's also a smoke show. He has a job that he loves. He's a great dad. My kid is like me in a tiny person body with wild blonde hair. So it doesn't look like me, but acts like me. I own two businesses. Well, I'm kind of retired. I don't know. That's confusing. Can I still (laughs) say that? I'm launching a foundation. Retired, you can say whatever you want to say. Yeah. And I, I don't play golf. I should pick that up. It's overrated. And I am just wildly honest with all of my friends. Like I hold nothing back. Like I love the golden girls still. I've been watching them since like 93. I'm like in it. I'm in it. Like when they're brutally honest, like that's me now. I get it. It's not because they're cranky. It's because they have perspective and they're like, none of it, none of it matters anyway. None of it matters. So let's just be honest about it and have a good time. So So. a a small rabbit hole about the golden girls. We saw that, that Carrie showed me this meme the other day. And it talked, it talked about the Golden Girls' ages. Oh, you, were they like, yes. Do you know That's Blanche always was like me. supposed to be 46 years old? Yeah, except she, yeah, that was stupid. That's also, stupid. they had, like, they totally messed that up because they looked like they were, like, really old. And then right. their kids would visit them from college. And even, like, as they were making it, whoever in production did not think that through. Like, that did not make sense. 
But that was like the way things were back then. They didn't have to make sense. They just no. The nineties were a wild time. It was (laughs) really wild. You ever listen to music from the nineties? None of it makes sense. Yeah, but also, do you ever listen to lyrics and you're like, my parents let me sing this song in the like in the talent show in fifth grade. It did not matter where, like, whose bed were your boots under? Like, why did I sing that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, things were. It was a different time. It was very <laughs> wild to be a child of the 90s. It was a different time. <laughs> it was such a yeah. different time. <laughs> gosh, so, they're going to say that about us someday. Right. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And, I, and I, I've been really careful because I'm not sure this is what I wanted to say. But I think that you would agree. It's almost as if we should all, and I don't want to discount your struggles, obviously, but like we should all be so fortunate, like to see, have the struggle that you're going through, but still understand like there's, there's so much, like there's so much that even still to be grateful for. And yeah, it almost like in a way, and you know, and I'm trying to see this from, I'm almost like, sometimes I'm almost positive to a fault and it drives Carrie nuts. I'm one of those kind of people who just blows up and then I'm over with it type of deal. I don't stay mad. Like I, I have a very short temper, but it's, but it's just Mm -hmm. that it's short, it's gone. You know, so I always try to like re- look on the positive side really fast with things and it drives Carrie nuts because she likes to be mad. She likes to hold grudges. <laughs> she yeah. likes to be mad at me for longer than five minutes. And sure. you know, that, that's uh, but you know, that's, that's what I'd keep. I mean, and you know, tell me I think I'm... we can hold space for both. Sure. Like I sure. can tell you that I am like this. Can I say this sucks? Like this isn't great, you know? How could it be great? Yeah. Like right, it just exactly. it just generally sucks. <laughs> like I have to like here for the uh, this is specific to moms. I'm not tr- mm-hmm. I'm just general. It's okay. Like I had to I had to ask my husband if he wanted to go with me to take my daughter to her dentist appointment because that's something I handle. Like he might need to know where the dentist is. Like nothing about that didn't suck. Like sitting there while he was filling out the paperwork, which he's more than capable of doing. He's a brilliant person. And thinking like, like fighting the urge to not just be like, ah, just hand me that and let me fill it out. Like, just let me do it. You know? And it's like, no, this might end up being his job. So nothing about this doesn't suck. But I believe in God And that this is way bigger than me. Like it already is way bigger than me. And I'm not special. I'm not more special than anyone else. But for some reason, I'm in this position. And I could selfishly keep it all to myself. I could selfishly say, I don't want anyone to know about this. And I'm going to keep it to myself. But instead, I'm fighting against every fiber in my being and saying, no, let's turn it around. And let's make this. Let's use this for something. And that is the good. Like we can have the good, even if it sucks. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to push back. Okay. Because I, I think you are special, but I also oh. think 
but I also think that, and again, it goes back to that cliche of, you know, you were, you were, maybe you were built for this. Maybe this is your, I mean, not maybe, I think it's obviously it's your purpose. And, you know, so I... many, so many people have done so much hard work for, to make the rest of our lives easier. Yeah. And, and just maybe that's, that's what this is about. I, you know, I don't know. I, <sighs> yeah. There are a few things that help me sleep better at night. One of them is Ativan. Praise, <laughs> praise the Lord for blessing some scientist for making Ativan. <laughs> the second is knowing that if I go to the train station earlier than I'd like to go to the train station, that maybe I've left a tiny enough ripple that turns into waves that my daughter can feel my presence and can't escape it if I'm not here. And the third thing is like hoping against hope that like time works differently in heaven so that if I go, I only have to like miss y'all for like a day. Mm -hmm. And that's the only thing that helps me sleep a little bit better. Mm. And I know like that's just my own coping mechanism. And like I believe maybe time works differently and Maybe that could be true. I don't know. That's just the fairy tale I'm telling myself. But I think I think the waves really keep – I just want her to know, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't want people to have to tell her. Like I just want her to – everywhere she goes, she can say, hey, I can launch a business because my mom did. Or, hey, I can have a corporate career because my mom did. Hey, I can move back to a small town with really bad internet because <laughs> my mom did, you know? She doesn't have to be the first to do it. And maybe that's just like a small thing I can leave behind for her. And also, and, I plan to be here for a long time, hopefully. And, I don't know. And, really weird here. So it's – and, you know, you hear those things like when you say – and we talk about leaving a legacy. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we, we associate legacy with a financial type of – and I, and obviously that's a that's a part of it too. But the, the the legacy is so much bigger in just the fact that she can say, "Yeah, my mom did that, so I can do that. My mom did the hard things, yeah. so I can do that." You know, that's what a legacy is about. That's the true meaning of a legacy. Mm -hmm. Yes. I could literally talk to you all night, but I that is very kind but I don't think anybody else would appreciate it very much. <laughs> for sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for on this being podcast. Here. This is wonderful. I mean, <laughs> Literally. <it's>... You're welcome. Funny. Well, it's, you know, I, I can see why so many people say so many great things about you. Um, because, you know, I, even though this is through a computer screen, I, I feel it and I feel that I feel that no matter what happens, that your work will never be in vain. It's, it's serving a purpose already. And, you know, and I appreciate that. And I'm sure so many other people do as well. Thank you for your words. That means a lot. 
where can everybody, I mean, we've said it before, you've said it before, where's, where can everybody find all your stuff online? Rural, gone, urban, gotcha. everywhere. Cool. We'll link that in so everybody can find you real easy. Perfect. Brooke, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank thank you, you so much. for this evening. And obviously wish you all the best and can't wait to have you back on here. I'd love to be back here and tell you how successful the concert is and how much money yeah. we've given away through the for foundation. Sure. For sure. All right. Have a great Well, have thank great you. Evening. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.